Welcome to the first episode of the 11.7 podcast for the 2021 season. Me and Dimitri have an unbelievable show for you guys. We're going to touch on things such as recaps for last year, our plan for this season moving forward. We have three new awards we're going to be handing out at the end of the season, as well as we're going to talk a little bit about some, uh, some top guys to look after for the 2021 draft class. And at the end, we're going to have some fan submission questions that we asked for on social media here today. It's going to be a fun episode. You guys stay tuned. Here we go. The one-two to Hallmark. Swing and a miss. And the Buckeyes are Big Ten Tournament champions. Here comes Evans. A tip on two-two. Ground ball to second. Wagner's got it. Ball to first. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, before we get any further into the show, I just want to take some time and have a little moment of silence for a, uh, a college baseball brother that we lost here recently in the past week. Ben Jordan of Kentucky Baseball, 6'9", redshirt sophomore, passed away this past week. And us at 11.7, and you guys as the listeners of college baseball, uh, fans in general, we just want to show our gratitude to Ben Jordan and the Kentucky baseball team the uh, redshirt sophomore out of Olive Hill, Kentucky, is in a better place, and we dedicate this show to him. Could not imagine what Kentucky baseball is going through right now. Here's a little tribute from us, the Kentucky Wildcats theme song. Dimitri. So kind of to kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about Kentucky baseball and, you know, Ben Jordan passing away. I don't know about you, but 
could you imagine losing a teammate, you know, a few weeks before the season starts, someone that also played basketball for the school last um, season? I mean, man, you already lost the season last year, COVID, everything else going on, probably the last thing you want, selfishly speaking. Um, but, yeah, I know it's a terrible tragedy. Um, my heart goes out to Kentucky. They'll definitely playing, be playing with a heavy heart, and I'm sure they're not a team you want to sleep on. They'll, have, they'll be playing for something bigger. Um, tough, tough, tough way to – tough, just tough things happen now. But I, I hope Kentucky, I hope their players, you know, find a way through it. They find a way to honor him. And, you know, baseball is irrelevant in this particular instant. But when you created your, your brother, your friendship, your lifelong bond through the game of baseball, that's usually how you're going to pay your tribute to them through the thing that you met. Exactly. No, exactly. And I'm just reading a quote here from uh, head coach Nick Mincioni. Uh, from Kentucky baseball. I mean, reading this quote, it seems like he was such a good locker room guy. You know, he was, it says his smile, a sense of humor, the love for the university will never be forgotten. He will be missed beyond measures. Our thoughts and prayers with Ben and his family. Um, it, it just seems like everybody in that locker room loved him. Um, and, you know, you hate to see something like this happen, but, you know, at the end of the day, everything does happen for a reason. And we don't know what that reason is, but yeah. So sorry we had to get all emotional first step in 2021 but you know this is going to be a great season Dimitri I'm excited for what we have in store we have a lot of talent dude, coming back this year dude we're back baby we're back we are and kind of just to do a quick recap from last season uh you know we got cut short March 14th I think was doomsday and we didn't know really what our plan was we had some electric guests all already lined up. No, dude, we had an electric guest that day. We were that, literally getting rec- ready to record a podcast with nobody, none other. Eric Sim, the Godfather of JUCO baseball. He, we were literally in the DM, getting setting up our time for that night, and then all of a sudden, you shot me a text saying, "Yo, yo, yo, forget it. Don't worry about it." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then I got on our Twitter. And I saw you sent Sim a message saying, dude, COVID just banged the season. They just banged the season. Oh, my God. And I was like, <laughs> oh, cool, cool. That's just exactly what I was expecting. Yeah. So what, what feels like five years ago, I mean, it was only 10 months ago. But that did halt the season. And it halted us. We, we had big plans for last season, building on year number two. We had an electric first season. And we really started to see – you know, double the listenership in our podcast. We saw a lot of people on social media interacting with us a lot more. So we were pumped for last season and, and unfortunately COVID struck, but we're not going to focus on that. Uh, we had the Florida Gators ranked number one, right? And I think we have to kind of crown them. The unofficial 20, national champion. Unofficial national champion, the Florida Gators, who I think are getting a new stadium this season. Uh, if that, By the way, by the way, best stadium is beautiful. Yeah, so they are going to open it this year. Uh, I didn't know how construction was going with that. I probably should have kept up to date. I th- but I think I think they're you know like ninety percent full or something like that. Like COVID slowed down the process. Yeah, but, um, I think they're playing in it. It's just not completely a hundred percent tip top finish. Um, That's fine. It was about time for Florida to get a new stadium because the, I mean their stadium compared to the rest of the SEC was just garbage. It was just garbage. It needed an upgrade. So I'm glad the Florida you know, athletic 
administrators finally voted on upgrading that stadium. But anyways, moving on, um, we're missing a lot of firepower this year in college baseball. We had a five-round MLB draft last season, and that first round alone took away, I think, eight or nine SEC players, uh, four, I think, four ACC players. But there's guys like Spencer Torkelson that I don't know can be replicated at the college level. He, he goes one overall, and, I mean, he was just – he was the best player in college baseball. And I want to, Holy shit, dude, Holy shit, dude. I need to give you, I need, I need to give you a token of credit. You were on Torkelson. You know what? I'm not going to say it on here. We're going to keep a PG balls, but um, you knew he was the real deal from day one. Since day one, he, since he stepped foot on campus and I was the biggest Prince Torkelson fan. Uh, and he proved it. I mean, I think he tied Barry Bonds or somebody's, Arizona State freshman record and I was like this kid's gonna be something and it wouldn't surprise me to see him in the major leagues maybe September call-ups this year for the Tigers but shout out to early yeah a little little early shout out for Spencer Torkelson Uh, but then who who was second it was Heston yeah Kerstad who kind of shocked everybody people had him penciled in like around eight to twelve somewhere in there he goes number two overall to the Orioles Max Meyer from Minnesota Fastball up to 100 miles an hour goes to the Marlins. By the way, by the way, that guy exploded onto the scene. Oh yeah, I mean, Electric I mean, when stuff. you look in Minnesota, I, I think in a preview we shouted him out, like we kind of you know said he was the real deal, but it wasn't like a, yo, this guy is a first round pick, bonafide first rounder. It was more of like a Big Ten pitcher of the year kind of thing. Right, and I do remember that on one of our early podcasts was just saying like, yeah, he's gonna. He's going to give the Big Ten some trouble this year. Hey, hey, Torkelson, 8.42 million. Kerstad, 5.2 million. Kerstad actually got under slot. He got 2 million under slot at 7.7. But anyways, I mean, who was after Max Meyer? Who would complain about that? Nope, nobody. Ain't, ain't me. Well, and then I think the best player in that whole draft went four overall with Asa Lacey. And we saw him go up against the number seven overall pick Nick Gonzalez in a weekend series and made him look like, made him just look like a JV hitter. Hey, as long as these boys stay out of the strip club, they got their money's worth. You know, those Texas (laughs) guys like James Harden, James Harden. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of broadly talking about this. James Harden, (laughs) Texas boy can't stay out of the strip club. Oh man. We're breaking out the strip club club already on episode one. I love it. Austin Martin at five. Yeah. How many is that? That's I mean, like, just we're just going to go down the list. We're not going to break everything down. Just no, listen no. to these names that we're losing this year. Uh, and we, we already talked about Spencer Torkelson, Heston Kerstead, and Max Meyer, Asa Lacey, Austin Martin. But then you got like Emerson Hancock and Nick Gonzalez, Reed Detmers. And then th- that's all in the top 10. But the number 11 pick was the, the big leaguer yet. You haven't even gotten to the big leaguer yet. Number 11 overall pick actually pitched in some very, very critical games for the White Sox at the end of the year. Garrett Crochet from Tennessee. Um, unfortunately, I think he tore his UCL and has to get Tommy John or the old Thomas Jonathan surgery. Do but, you remember? I remember getting on Instagram one day and it was just a video of Crochet's fastball. It was it was like invisible. And um, <laughs> it was invisible. I agree. And with I was that. like, oh I was like, oh my God, that's the dude from Tennessee. Yeah. Um so he I mean, he was going to make some noise in the SEC this year. Just absolute noise. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. But, um, I mean, you know what else is crazy, Ben? What's that? 
he wasn't a he wasn't a bona fide SEC pitcher of the year candidate either that we were thinking about. Yeah, we were like, talking Kumar Rocker and uh, uh, Asa Lacy, Asa Lacy, Jack Leiter, Emerson, Han- Emerson Hancock. Yeah, and that's your first big leaguer. First big leaguer. But I mean, I when you throw a hundred miles an hour out of the bullpen, you're going to get some say, looks. I will say, if you are a setup guy, flamethrower from the left side you have a very good chance to move up the ranks quick, just like what's his name from TCU? Oh, Ferguson? Uh, oh, no, not Ferguson. Um, what's his name? If you wouldn't have said Ferguson, I would have said it. Um, Finnegan, Brandon Finnegan. Finnegan, Finnegan, not for, Figget, Brand, yeah. Yeah. But exactly honestly, right. another name on this list that was a mid-first rounder that I'm dearly going to miss in college baseball just because I thought pitchability-wise he was number one overall – was Bryce Jarvis from Duke, who we saw throw a no-hitter. I think he had 16 or 17 strikeouts in that no-hitter. Um, perfect game. Perfect game, you're right. And, and then he almost had a no-hitter. I mean, it was Locked like it. his changeup was a big league changeup already, plus he throws 94, 95 miles an hour. He's going to be someone that you'll see in the big leagues for the Diamondbacks this season. I will guarantee it. Guarantee it. Um. But, yeah, moving down, I mean, we're, we're only at 18, and we've said 11 I mean, college the, names. The only other guy in the – I mean, obviously, no disrespect to the other guy, but the only other guy that was, like, first-round dude was Sabato from North Carolina. That dude hitting bomb. Oh, yeah, Aaron Sabato. I mean, he's just – bomb. He's going to be the next Minnesota twin, like, power hitter. I think they've led the major leagues in home runs, like, the last two years. But, yeah, Aaron Sabato's going to fit just nicely not, there in Minnesota. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get a little too outrageous, but like, I mean, you know, like a Miguel Sano, just a lot of strikeouts, big bomb. Yeah, for sure. And that's what gets you paid. For sure. And I remember him as a freshman a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, I think he hit 18, 19 home runs. I mean, he's the real deal as well. But then you got nope. guys. You got a couple guys from Mississippi State, like Justin Foscu and Jordan Westberg, playing up the middle together, both going in the first round. That. I don't know if that's ever happened. I'm sure it has, but good God, man. Like having a, a first rounder at shortstop and second base is going to help you win quite a lot of ball games. Bobby Miller from Louisville too. Electric out of the bullpen. I think he's close yeah. to hundred miles an hour. All of these guys signed for over $2 million. So when, I mean, you're not going to find a better job out of college than playing professional baseball. Am I right? It's uh, I mean, it's the highest paying job you're going to find. And, I'm I'm happy for these guys. We left I think off. People forget. I think people forget these first rounders. If they don't make it, they're they got money. They're still fine. So you mm-hmm. can't. You, I hate when people call first rounders like you can call them a bust all you want, but they're not a failure. <laughs> they're not on their mom's couch. They're, they're not, not bust. On their mom's couch. You, you cannot be a bust with three million dollars in the bank account. No, 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 no. You can you be. You cannot. A you can't be a failure. Yeah. So you can bust. I mean, but you can't. Out of the, I mean, there's 22 or 23 or let's see, 22 Division One guys that came out of this draft in the first round. Obviously, the draft was a little bit different because it was only five rounds instead of like 50 or 40. But yep. I mean, we're missing some some firepower that this year is going to be not. I don't think it's going to be as good. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about some some of our top draft guys later on. But besides like Kumar, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, both from Vanderbilt, and then you got guys like, I don't know, Ty Madden from Texas and, and Alex Spinellis from 
Louisville. I don't know if we're going to see the same type of just depth in the first round of all studs. You know, I think there's going to be more high school guys this year. I just have a feeling. But the good news is – Dude, maybe, maybe there's guys that were first-rounder that just didn't get enough evaluation. Well, yeah, for sure, and especially with the shortened season last year. Nobody yeah. really got time to evaluate, you know, SEC versus SEC, ACC I mean, versus ACC, Big 12 I mean, versus Big 12. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's guy, there's guy that might have gone first round that wouldn't have gone first round a full, full draft. No, for sure. But now we, get, we run into the problem of since there was only five rounds of the draft last season, there's a lot of draft – like juniors from last season that should have gotten drafted in the top 10 rounds and signed for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And guess what? That's good now for they're us. back. Now they're back in college. So you're going to have five classes competing in for basically four classes. Hey, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who is one person off the top of your head? If you can think of one that you thought was, go- was gone for sure. And they're back. Ooh. If you don't have one, I don't blame you. No, um, gone for sure. Maybe, um, man, everybody I'm thinking put, about right I now. I put you on was, the damn spot they, here. I they put you were, on the spot here. You, you did. We did not talk about this when we planned the show, Dimitri. Come on now. Um, hey, Nick, it's more fun that way. No, it is. I mean, I'll think of one here in a second. I, all of the guys that I knew were going to be first rounders this year, they were all sophomores last year or redshirt freshmen. I'll think of a good one here in a little bit. What about you? Who do you have? You're not supposed to ask the same question back. Because <laughs> you don't have an answer either. Well, I'm sure. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I have an answer, but I just don't know which one is my final answer. And I'm I mean, going to like, get time guess to think about it. We could talk about a guy like Alex Benellis who broke his hand last season and didn't get to play, and now he's returning to Louisville. You know, definitely a first-rounder, potentially a top-10 overall pick. Um only downside with him is he doesn't really have a position. He's just a big lefty with a power bat that tries to play third base. But um, I don't know, maybe somebody like him. No, for sure. I mean, I mean, I think, I think Benelis is one for sure. Um, I can hear you clicking a lot. What are, you, what are you looking up right now? I ain't looking up anything. I'm just <laughs> yeah. you know, cl- clicking around. <laughs> yeah, you're just clicking around for fun. Okay, sure. All right. But um, anyways, so we already crowned last year's national champion, College World Series champion, Florida Gators. Congratulations. We're supposed uh, to hate them, Ben. We're supposed to hate them, but they, uh, they were number one in our rankings for quite a while. So congratulations, Florida Gators fans. You guys can hang a banner up. 2020 College World Series champions. I think we both agree on who was the Golden Spikes Award winner. And, I mean, it has to be – I mean, it has to be Spencer Tolkelson, right? I mean – And you know what? They either might have, him or – Yeah, but did, Nick Gonzalez was your average leader for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I right? mean, Nick Gonzalez had an unbelievable season, but Nick Gonzalez looked bad, like very bad against Asa Lacey. Hey. So – I'm, you know what, I Dimitri? I actually kind of have a feeling they gave out the Golden Spikes Award this past season. Um, so I'm going to look that up because that would make us sound really stupid. Um, oh, they I, didn't. I mean, they could have. I mean, it could have went right by, like, it could have no, went dude, right no. over my head. I swear they didn't. I think they postponed or foregoed. Or, yeah, they didn't. I don't think they gave one out, dude. 
They did not give one out. I know. It okay. They did not give one out, but I mean, there was, I'm looking at the list right now and oh my God, a bunch of studs. You got like Nick Lofton from, from Baylor, um, Asa Lacey, Burl Caraway. Burl Caraway for Dallas Baptist is going to be a major leaguer. Relief, lefty reliever throws hundred miles an hour. God, this, this list just brings me back to, you know, good times. Hudson Haskin, who we interviewed on a show last or two years ago as a freshman, he's on the list as well. I thought I thought we we interviewed him. I thought we interviewed um, Cody Hosey. No, hey, we weren't big time enough back then to get to get Cody Hosey, but we had Hudson Haskin, who was his like one B to Hosey's one A, and he was a great guest. He was fun. We kind of got yelled at a little bit by the Tulane uh, athletic department for not going through their SID, but. You know, sometimes when you're the bad boys I mean, of college baseball, here, when you're the bad here. boys of college baseball, you just kind of have to bend the rules every once in a while. So we won't make that mistake again, but it was fun. We It was a learning process for us. Um, but anyways, let's move on a little bit to the top, uh, the mid-major top 25, since we are the only site that kind of ranks these mid-major, uh, mid-major teams. Dude, we take so much shit. We catch so much shit for the mid-major. No, but it's because of the guidelines we set. I mean – which is people, so hard to set. People are like, well, they're not a mid-major and in baseball are like, well, they're not in the power five conference. So we have to, you know what I mean? Like there's just some, there's a lot I of mean, technicalities going on, but whatever. I mean, dude. Yeah. Like get out of, get out of here. Ain't nobody got time for counting how many students you have. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, but last year we had long beach state. They were our number one mid-major followed by like Pepperdine, Dallas Baptist, San Diego State, UC Santa Barbara. So I think that's the kind of thing that differentiates us from other college baseball sites. We do take the time to evaluate these teams, make sure that quality of wins go carry a long way. Weekend wins versus mid or midweek wins, those carry some weight as well. Um, but you know what I mean? Like the mid-major top, top 25 is fun because we get to look at the teams that everybody kind of overlooks so that when the tournament rolls around and regionals start, we can point out and say, look, you know, the Mercer Bears, they're 11 well, yeah. and 1 right now. Mercer went undefeated for a while until they yeah. got smacked by Florida State. Yeah. So that's kind of like, that's kind of like putting Notre Dame in the college football playoff every damn year. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we don't see that ever again because that's a, that's a mess. But, um, but yeah, so mid-major top 25, you guys look out for that. We'll be doing that every week. I think it's fun. Demetri and I were both mid-major players, so we off, like to look after the little guys. Off the top of my head, Long Beach State should be loaded. And then also, also Santa Barbara should be loaded. They were so young last year. Yeah, all of those California schools, man. And California, Texas, and Florida are the three mid-major states that are just going to have probably four or five teams each in the mid-major top 25 because like I remember like Texas State last year was great Dallas Baptist was great two years ago Texas State yeah those teams were uh I mean Texas State last or two years ago they got snubbed they got snubbed big time they got snubbed big time by not making the tournament they won the Sunbelt Conference regular season and then I think they go two in barbecue in the in the conference tournament and get left out Um, but I mean you got like Santa Clara and you got Cal State Northridge uh, San Diego, San Diego State, Santa Barbara, Pepperdine, Long Beach State, all of these or Sacramento State, all of those schools were in our mid-major top 25. Um, so it's a, I mean, it's fun to root for. It, it gives college baseball listeners and followers another perspective dude, on dude. not SEC, ACC, Big 12, Pac 12. 
it, it, it makes it a little bit more refreshing. So Dude, after two weeks last year, there was 19 undefeated team. Really? Well, it's only, what is that, like seven games, eight games? Yeah. I'm but trying still. to remember. I'm trying to remember who was the last undefeated team. Last year was so fun, man. It, it, it's such a shame that we lost out on such a fun season. The, the amount of firepower from teams all across the country and, and special five-tool position players and, and pitchers that threw 99 miles an hour. Like, college baseball is back. This is – I mean, this is going to be – the the start it's not all the way uh, back. It's not it's all, not the, all way the way back, but we're listen, like nine Dimitri, o'clock now. We got with, we got to get to twelve. Yeah, okay, that's true. But we're we're almost there. Like college baseball for in the, in the mid two thousands, kind of got lost for a little bit. Nobody stopped, or nobody started paying more attention like they did in the eighties, nineties. But now we're back. You know, the BB Corps yeah. era kind of sucked. Dude, but, Rosenblatt. I'm telling you, Rosenblatt lost a lot of old school fans. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And 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 then you had teams like Arizona and UCLA winning the national championship, and the games were always two nothing, two one. The Texas Longhorn. There were more sack bunts than extra base hits in games, and it was just the worst. It was it was tough to watch. Obviously, there was some elite talented guys, but when they cut the draft back from fifty rounds to forty rounds, and they put slot values in there, so guys in the thirtieth round weren't signing for five hundred k. That's whenever college baseball started coming back because guys would go to college instead of, uh, you know, going straight to the, the pro ball. So we're almost there, Dimitri. And, and the best part is now there's finally a way for you to watch pretty much your favorite team play live stream either on ESPN Plus, um, one of the SEC or ACC alternate hey. channels, uh, Longhorn Network. Speaking of streaming, I don't know. I don't know if you're an investor, but sometimes I like to fiddle my fiddle around on um, the stock market. But Fubo TV, TV, have you ever heard of them? No. Are they a sponsor? Fubo, or something? They do. They do a lot of all the European soccer. I think they're going to have more college baseball in here. Don't let's me hope to that. so. Fubo F U B O TV. Let's hope so because I can't get enough of that stuff. Can't get enough of it. And no, I am not sponsored by Fubo TV. That is just a okay. personal. I thought maybe you got like uh, I thought maybe you got, you know, some kind of like side money, some some side gig from Fubo. I was gonna play along with it, but no. Um, but if somebody out there is listening and you are looking for a sponsorship, please contact us. Please DM us. They're very cheap. <laughs> they're very very cheap for the amount of listeners we get. Like I was just looking back on our um, our Podbean records, and last year the last like three or four episodes we were getting over twenty five hundred listeners, which is crazy because two years ago when we started this it I'm took us you, a, it took us like almost you. a good month to get over 100 listeners we're gonna get 10k this year on, on twitter what are we at right now Seven thousand. Oh, 10k is we will low. get 10k tell your friends tell your family tell your girlfriends tell your exes tell your side pieces tell them to follow the 11.7 podcast on twitter we might get 10k like the first weekend that's gonna happen I think we should shoot for 15 or 20. All right, Ben. We're going to be putting out some good content this year. And Speaking of content, we're going to be going one show a week, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have mentioned that earlier. We're going to go one show a week until the season starts, and we're going to have a good guest on every week. So, like, we've, yeah. we've gotten commitments from some big names in college baseball. We've gotten some big names from former college baseball players that are very, very recognizable, signed for a lot of money in the MLB draft, and we're going to be able to utilize the minor leaguers out there who they're not reporting to spring training until April 1st. So they have nothing going on. 
And so we're going to get some big name guys that probably played at your favorite school or maybe played against, you know, they were your biggest rival. We're going to get them on the show and just roast them, not roast them, but we're going to, we're going to hammer them some good questions that they've never heard before. So, and it's going to be good talk shop clubhouse talk. Yeah. Not good. your formal, not your formal talk show. I don't know if you get that. If you're, if you're listening to this, you're in the wrong place. You want super formal. Uh, yes, Mr. Sir. Uh, what was it like hitting 286 against left-handed pitchers, but hitting 350 against right-handed pitchers? What, how do you feel about that? Like, no, we're not doing that stuff. It's going to be like, about hey, tell us about a time when you woke up for tarp duty at 5 a.m. and like what was going through your head? Like, or when you were hungover and hit went three for three with a home run the next day. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean like, when, like graduation weekend, like what were you thinking whenever you stayed up and partied until 4 a.m. and then had to get up and uh, – and pull the tarp at 7 a.m. the next morning. Like, just walk us through that time. Those are the kind of questions okay. we're going to be asking. So, yeah, you guys look yeah. out for some good guests coming up. It's going to be every Sunday we're going to release an episode until the season starts. So I think that's about five Sundays from now until the, until the season starts. And then we're going to go back to our normal schedule after that. But, Dimitri, well, I, what, what I want to do now is talk about the three awards that we handcrafted, handcrafted awards for the biggest college baseball fans out there to really appreciate and um so the first one that we're going to be giving away this year and I, i'm being dead serious about this we will hand them a physical trophy oh yeah the the first oh, yeah. the first award is going to go to the volunteer assistant of the year and we're calling that the golden fungo kind of playing off the name of the golden spikes repeat it, ben. repeat it with emphasis the golden fungo the guys that grind and hit more fungos than anybody else in the world, the guys that are there, you know, four hours before practice starts and two hours after, you know, tarping the field, raking the field, doing the dirty work, throwing extra BP in the cages. Those are the guys, those are our kind of guys. Those volunteer assistants are the ones that make this wheel turn. And we'll so, be getting a named personalized gold fungo bat. Gold fungo, and we're working on sponsors for that because we're gonna get we're gonna make somebody handcraft us an unbelievable fungo that they can use for the next season. So, the volunteer assistant of the war, award of the year, you guys are gonna be able to submit your picks, especially the players out there. Tell us why, give us a story why, and we're gonna vote on it. Okay, so the volunteer assistant award will be handed out from the 11.7 podcast, that's guaranteed. Dimitri, take away the second award we're giving away. I want the third one, you got the second. Okay. So, okay, I know you. I know why you like the third one, but I'll go the second one. The second one is going to be the sixth year senior award, and to qualify for this award, since it is a COVID, everybody got their eligibility back from last season. It's a COVID year. We're going to have some six year seniors out there, potentially some seventh year seniors. I don't know if that's the case this year, but there is a chance that there are some seventh year seniors. But in order to qualify for the I hope, sixth, I hope they've got their 401k started. Exactly. And that would actually have been an awesome uh, trophy. But um, anyways, the six-year senior award, in order to qualify, you have to be at the same school for six full seasons. And, and obviously you had a, like an injury season or a suspended season, whatever you want to call it. But the six-year senior award, we're going to call the Campus King. And we're going to send you an, like an, a legitimate king crown a crown to put on your head to sit back and say, yeah, I stuck through this for six seasons. I'm not playing pro ball. I'm, I'm probably going to go try to find a, a minimum wage job now because I spent six years of my prime playing the best sport in the country. So, and we might, we might, depending on how things go, we might throw a bonus stock in there to start your retirement fund. Yes. I actually like that idea a lot too. A free, uh, free Robin hood stock. You can take it kid. 
Um, but yeah, so the six year senior award, I'm so excited for that. They just have to be at the school for six years and they earn my respect 1000%. All right, Dimitri, go ahead with the third award because I know this one's near and dear. We have the final award coming up. It's called, it's going to be the ejection of the year. Pending further approval, it's going to be called the Ron Polk ejection of the year. And in order to qualify for that, you have to be head over heels, ass out, awful ejection, no sportsmanship, no class, an absolute chaos. And an absolute viral video, too. We want to see video of this. No stories, no blogs. I want to see a video of the ejection of the year that Ron Polk, we're going to get his permission first. I, I know he's going to be 100% for it. Red, legendary college baseball face, Ron Polk, coached at Mississippi State for a long time was known for his ejections. And we're calling this award the Ron Polk Award. And the winner of this award will get a customized cigar because Ron Polk was known for his cigars and maybe something else we're, we're not I'm quite either, sure of. Hey, I think, I think, I'm telling you, I think it should be a personalized towel that said time to hit the shower. Hit the showers. a beer glass. Ejection. That means you go straight to the clubhouse, your day is over. Yeah. I swear, I swear. I mean, Bobby Cox, they used to, they used to tell stories, Bobby Cox, you to get ejected to go to the, to go to the bar. He got a he had a girl to meet, or he was just tired of the bullshit and wanted to go to the clubhouse. Yeah. No, I mean, I think this will be these three awards right here are going to be electric, and obviously we have to get Ron Polk's approval first. I know that, but since he was our very first guest two years ago on this podcast, and he loves us, I, I don't think it'll be very hard at all. So for the listeners out there. Please send us in your preseason awards for volunteer assistant of the year, sixth year senior of the award of the year, and the ejection of the year. Well, I guess you can't preseason ejection because then we're going to have predetermined. Like we can't we can't do ejection because if someone gets ejected and they say, "Oh, we're just trying to win the award," no, I would love that. What are you talking about? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but like. We 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 catch flack for that, like you're encouraging violence in the game of violence. Baseball. It's not violence; it's just having a funny time. There's there's a time and place to get ejected. Like that is known in baseball. There is a time when a coach or a player just needs to fire up his team. And uh, I mean, we'll it, it happens a little bit. I will backtrack a little bit. Okay, no violence there, though. Don't don't any, physically hurt. No, anybody. no, no. We do not condone violence. We do not condone violence. <laughs> there ejection need to be more common you yes. gotta hold your umpire accountable hold them accountable so rally up the fans the I'm fans so out there want it terrible call it's kind of like it's kind of like hockey fights like, the fans want to see it baseball dude, ejections and hockey fights dude hold the umpire accountable they're making terrible call let them know yeah because yep. because who if your team plays like shit who's in your ear the ad the AD is in your ear saying, figure it out. Who's holding the umpires accountable? Nobody. The fans? Us? Their supervisor? Their supervisor? <laughs> the crew chief? Yeah, right. But anyway, so those are the three awards we're giving out this year. I, I promise you they're actually going to happen. We will have a big ceremony, um, virtually, of course. But these, these awards will be sent to the winner. And I'm excited for it. But moving on, Dimitri... Uh, what we're going to do next is just kind of talk about some big name guys who we expect to see go in the first round, uh, you know, top talent that the fans need to look out for and keep up with. Obviously, besides Kumar Rocker, because I think we both agree right now, his name is cemented with that number one overall pick to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bonafide number one overall pick. 
if I he mean, st- if he stays healthy. I mean, who before before him? Who was the last bonafide number one? Adley Rushman, but he wasn't even a consensus yeah. number one until later. I'm I would say to... Rushman for sure. Yeah, Bryce Harper. I mean, okay, <laughs> I'm talking college. Who was your last bonafide number one college guy? Steven Strasburg, maybe. Maybe Strasburg. Maybe. Um, I mean. I mean, Adley Rutschman, everybody knew it was going one overall. Steven Strasburg, Bryce Harper, both of them 100%. Hey, with Casey Mind, the bonafide number one? No, no. No. Yeah, I mean. Dansby Swanson, no. I, I don't think Dansby going into the season was your bonafide number one. Mark Appel, maybe. Maybe. Mark Appel was the last one. But still, like. It, it is very rare to have someone with such preseason hype, such success at the college level for two full years, and they just know they're going one overall. Hey, with um, Garrett Cole? With, I don't even remember with Garrett Cole bonafide number one. No, I, I would think more people thought Bauer had a chance to go one overall than Garrett Cole back then. And that was the, I mean, look, okay, quick thing. Garrett Cole, Danny Holson, Trevor Bauer. Holson with a bust, but dude, that guy was an unbelievable two-way player at Virginia. Oh, yeah, he was nasty. He was nasty. I was surprised that he never got a shot. I don't think he ever pitched in the big leagues. No, no, he never made it. He, remember, he, do you he, remember he Brady Aiken? Brady Aiken, the lefty that just never made it, got drafted one overall. Astros didn't sign him. Went to, like, some prep school for a year and then, like, tore his UCL and never played again. Yeah. So, that sucks. No, but- no, no. Aiken got picked up. I think he got picked yeah, up. Yeah, I think he might have. Yeah, but I mean, he he has I mean, never done anything. He's with the Indian. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I'm. Um. Now that we're talking about it, I'm gonna look up his 14th round. Dang. So he went from one overall. No, 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 no. First round, 17th pick, the following year out of IMG. Yeah, and he so like he, tore he tore his UCL that year. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, my okay. okay. So funny story. Um, my roommate Kevin Coulter, who's standing next to me, just said that uh, uh, Brady Aiken's locker was next to his. So they're both in the Indians organization. So yeah. Okay, we cleared that up. Thanks, Kevin. Um, but anyways, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off with a name that I think everybody needs to follow this year. Uh, I kind of hinted at it before the show or during the middle of the show a little bit, but Alex Benellis from Louisville. I was so pumped to watch him play last year. And unfortunately, I think he broke his hand like four games into the season. But just an unbelievable big body guy, huge bat, always finding barrels, hits to all fields. It's not like he's a pool only guy. I thought he was going to be able to lead Louisville to another College World Series last year. Um, But I think he's back. I've heard some rumors that he's stronger than he was. So that's going to be a scary sight for the uh, ACC this this season. But yeah, Alex Benellis, lefty. 14 homers as a freshman, hit in the middle of the order for that Louisville team that was really good. I'm excited to watch him play. Who's the name? So now, Demetri, this is whenever you go. You just carry, um, you carry off what I said, and you just pick someone else there. Um, I, I know it's the need, first episode, need, but we need to I like – <laughs> I don't need instruction, dude. <laughs> I know this is the first episode in a while, but that's my, usually how these things guy, work. My guy, I mean, I know everybody likes offense. I'm more on the pitching side. I got a soft side for pitchers. Um, my guy to watch is Jaden Hill out of LSU. The dude, the dude, it, he throws gas. I mean, he throws hard. 
up to 99 miles an hour this fall. He's got a a hammer, not, not the one you guys are thinking of. He's got a great breaking ball. Um, he's, he's good, man. I think he's really good. Um, so former quarterback in high school, uh, I remember he had, I want to say he had some division one offers to play football as well, but he's a big, he's six, four, two thirty three. I mean, he throws 99 miles an hour. Can you just picture Alex Box Stadium on a Friday night, full capacity, with him pumping 99 miles an hour as a starter? That, I, I, have mean, not, I have not seen anything yet on LSU. They, they decided he's going to start a relief. I know his freshman year. I read somewhere that he's like, going to be a starter this year. I think I, I was assuming he was going to be, but I didn't know for sure. I didn't want to say something that wasn't for sure. I'm assuming he is, but the dude, the dude is good. He 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 reminds me, he reminds me of like a, a workhorse, high energy, but at the same time, super low key, just throws hard, kind of walks yeah. off the mountain. Okay, Dimitri, I actually just thought of an. I was about to go with my next guy, and he reminded me of an award that I want to do this season. So we might have four awards now. I want to do the top mid major player of the year. What do you think about that? I thought we were doing cool stuff. I thought I thought we were doing top, f- dude, cool top, ass shit. Top mid major is that is some cool stuff. All right. And I say that because my next guy that I really want everybody to watch out oh, for. That's why. That's why. Go ahead. Is uh is Colton Kowser from uh Sam Houston State. He was Team USA's summer league MVP when they played a series against Cuba. I mean, he is he's a lefty bat, just unbelievable hand like ball to bat skills, barrels everything up, quick hands. Um, and he's electric in center field as well. I mean, he's somebody that could project as a center fielder in the major leagues uh, for a long time. And I'm excited about him. Kind of reminds me of like a more athletic Michael Conforto, somebody like are along you, those lines. Are you making this award to make yourself look smart at the end of the season when he wins it? Yeah, I'm pretty much – I mean, he's the front runner in my opinion. He's the front so you're runner. you're trying to make yourself look smart. Yeah, and you know what? I think – you know, since Kyle Lewis was my, uh, he was your former teammate, my former teammate at Mercer, uh, just won American League Rookie of the Year, um, and he won the Golden Spikes my junior year when he was there. I think we could call this like the Kyle Lewis Award. I'll get him to sponsor it, come up with a cool trophy for it, and then he can have his own award for college baseball. I think we can make that happen. The Kyle Lewis Mid-Major Player of the Year Award. And Five years from now, uh, ESPN is going to be broadcasting it straight on ESPN for the mid-major player of the year. You can book that. That's going to happen. Do you envision us – this is so off-topic, but I think it's very entertaining. Do you envision us on ESPN or on Barstool Sports News Network? Um, us particularly? Probably not ESPN. Uh, we don't really fit that mold. Maybe Barstool, hopefully, one day. But, you know, kind of fit more of that. I don't know. But we obviously are just shooting from the hip here. We have no idea what our future has in store. But um, maybe like the Foul Pole News, pe- News Network. We, maybe we can do something like that. A live stream. But anyways, and Colton Cowser. Oh, go ahead. No, moving on. Oh, yeah, moving on. Now it's your turn. So I have my two. I have... Uh, um, Alex Benellis and Colton Cowser, two lefty oh, hitters. So, oh, right, right, right. So I got one more. Well, we're going to do – I'm going to do one more, and you can do one more – or two more. All right. I got one more, and it is Adrian Del Castillo from the University of Miami. Um, oh, catcher, my God. That guy is a beast. Catcher, catcher left-handed hitter, 
guy put balls in the parking deck. If you've never been to Mark Light and right field, they have a parking deck. The dude oh, yeah. launches balls in there. And I'm talking the last catcher I remember to be doing stuff like that is Yasmani Grandal. That's exactly who he reminds me of. Six, uh, talk six. about talk about some unbelievable lefty catchers with power coming from one school. I mean, you have Zach Collins, uh, Alex Del Castillo, or Adrian Del Castillo, and Yasmani Grandal, all on the Miami train of just great power hitting catchers. And I mean, Zach Collins, don't get me wrong, was good. But Grandall put balls in the par- parking deck like I've never seen before. Oh, I know. I remember watching like the regionals with like Eric Burns on the call saying like just going spaz- spastic on the mic during those home runs at that Miami regional. So, yeah, of course I remember that. Um, so, okay, so you're taking Adrian Del Castillo. Um, obviously, neither one of us are going to take Kumar Rocker because we both know he's like the number one overall pick. That's not year. fun. That's not, not fun, fun at all. And it, it would probably also not be fun for me to take his uh, his number two counterpart, Jack Leiter from Vanderbilt. So I'm going to ignore that one as well. Um, son of Al Leiter. I mean, this guy's nasty as well, but we're not going to talk about him. Another name that I want people to follow this season, Ty Madden from the University of Texas. The Longhorns might be back, Dimitri. They might be back. And dude, dude, dude. football, baseball don't matter. Texas is never back. Texas might be back this season. They they have they're led by Ty Madden, who's also up to 99 miles an hour this fall. Texas closed off their their scouting stuff this fall, so nobody really got a great look at him. But everything that I've read has this guy potentially going top two or three overall picks, like Kumar Rocker, Jack Leiter, Ty Madden, one, two, three three right-handed flamethrowers, take your pick. They might all three make it to the big leagues. Dude, if Sam Ellinger, Ellinger could play baseball, Texas might be back. No shot. Overhyped. Sam Ellinger, overhyped. Can't throw. But no, I agree. Ty Madden very, throws baseballs very hard. Yes, big body throws baseballs very hard. Very simple caveman ex- explanation. You know what? Him and Jaden Hill are similar. They're similar in just pure power. Just coming right after you. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, um, I think, I mean, obviously, the deeper we get into this preseason coverage, um, you guys will be hearing more names from us as we start diving in more specific. But um, I think I think I was talking to Ben, Ben, I was talking to you about this about the whole idea of we kind of disappear quote unquote disappear after the season and then we fire it back up i think it's cooler i mean yeah you guys can still find your coverage you know feed your addiction your college baseball addiction you know and other outlets but i think quality over quantity sometimes it yeah it, for sure it hits it hits the right crowd sometimes people appreciate that they're like oh we're back they're back it's a new year I mean, how many people have tweeted us or uh, responded to our Instagrams being like, oh, my God, thank God you're back. Like, it's been a long time. This is awesome. Let's go. No hard feelings to all the people that we ignored. We weren't ignoring you. We just, we just, you know, we just show up like we like the offseason. We're just not here. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with the whole quality thing over quantity, because I I do agree it would have got kind of kind of old, like kind of repetitive this off season. I mean, sure. We could have gotten some good guests on, uh, you know, talked like it up game. with them, but like a video game, you get super excited. You play it yeah. for a couple months and then you kind of get burnt out. 
Yeah. And then you just, and then you get excited again when the new one comes out, the new year. That's a perfect analogy, Dimitri. Thank you so much for that. That is a great analogy because yeah, I mean, it's a new year. We're not losing any fire under us. Like we're actually more pumped for the season than we've ever been just because of, you know, what has in stake for the season. So um, no, yeah. So it's a new video game. You guys are playing a new video game right now before anybody else. Um, you guys are going to be able to get some good knowledge and just some good laughs here uh, before the season starts. And like, like the best way I can put it to you, Dimitri is like, we're not scouts. We're not major league scouts where we can talk about arm side run 93 with sync. I mean, we could do that stuff, but I don't we, think that's I mean, what the listeners want. We will, we will here and there in the middle of the heart of the season, but I'm not going to sit here on MLB.com, D1Baseball.com and break down your top 50 prospects. You guys can literally go on Google, search it and have it. Yeah. There's people better you. than, there's people better than us at that kind of stuff. And we know I it. Mean, and it's not, it's not, it's not even a better, that's their job. Yeah. That's their job. Our, this is our, this is how we pay for our mansion, Ben. We work our nine to five. I saw your Instagram story. We work our nine to five. And then this is our, whatever you want to call this it. Is this is our is fun time. Pay. This is our passion. This is our fun job. Like we do this. We don't make any money off of it unless we sell some t-shirts. But I mean, we just do this for, for free, like free quality content for college baseball fans out there who are tired of listening to, um, you know, just scouting report after scouting report, which there's nothing wrong with. We obviously look at these guys no, no, no. on our own. Too time. much, too much, too much. You're borderline like, dude, find find something better to yeah. do. We want to pick teams that we want to hate for no reason. We want you guys to follow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. One team you want to hate off the top. Oh, of dude. When you don't think about it. I think it. it's I think it's too early. I think after the first weekend, I'll know. I think we'll all know which team we're gonna hate. And I think it's gonna be fun because we did it two years ago with Ole Miss. We did it last year with Florida. I mean, it's just like <laughs> Teams that are good that we just like, yeah, they did something that irked us. We're, we're just going to hate them. Hate is good. Hate is good for everybody. So, All right. Um, so you cannot give me one team. You're just going to hate this year just for no reason. Um, no, I can't. I, I really can't. I got to see like how teams show up. I got to see the uniforms they wear. I got to see what the crowds are like. I, I have to weigh all options. I'm not here to rush that. I'm not going to rush that because that's going to be permanent. And I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there after the first week and I guarantee it. There'll be one team that sticks out. And we're just like, uh, uh-uh, those guys suck. We hate them. Um, but anyways, last segment of the episode, all we're going to do is just go through some, uh, some fan submission stuff. People that wanted to, uh, ask questions on the podcast and we're just going to run through them real quick. Um, Big Ten COVID struggles from Caleb Bennett. Um, yeah, so Big Ten's going to be weird this year because I saw where they're not going to be like flying to and from games for baseball. They're just going to be taking a bus. So good luck, you know, busing from one side of Iowa to the yeah, – Speaking know. on that, speaking on that, that is tough. We will be breaking down more conference schedules, more yeah. in-depth, like kind of what's going on in the next couple of weeks. We'll have um, preseason All-Americans. Yeah, preseason All-Americans top 25, mid-major top 25, conference breakdowns. We'll have all that for you guys in future episodes. Um, but, you know, some this is probably my favorite question right here. If backyard baseball characters were real, where would they go to college? I promise you guys we will have a full segment on that probably next episode because I love that question. That's hilarious. Like, where would Pablo Sanchez commit to and play? Probably Tune Miami. To find out. Probably Miami. Um, where would uh, you know Pete Wheeler go? I don't know. Maybe somewhere like um, Texas A&M. You know those kind of things. No, 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 no. Pete Wheeler is so Mississippi State. 
<laughs> runs fast. That is so Mississippi State. R- Rowdy, whatever his name was, Rowdy. Uh... No, think of a Jake, like a Jake Mangum, or yeah. like a dude Mississippi State. I mean, even if you think before, back before Jake Mangum, like they had a lot of young or small, scrappy infield. That was, that was who Mississippi State was, and they lately got more power. But Mississippi State was that. That's P. Wheeler all day. Yeah, no, I, I see that. But we will have a full segment on this because I think okay. that would be hilarious. We got one from N Sharp. What did y'all do with no college baseball last year? No gambling. Yeah, that was fun. When I was putting out those college baseball gambling lines just off, you know, some research and some running some numbers, that was fun. I had a I had a Did you profit a, or, or no. at the bookie? No. I wouldn't even say I was a bookie. I just felt like it was a fun activity. <laughs> like people wanted some some action on some games. So like a five dollar so bet make, here, ten dollar bet so you there. Need to make- you need to start making some tighter line. I do. I do. I need to. I need to work at my algorithms because they weren't spitting out winners. I'll tell you that. And uh, for a ten dollar max bet, I think I was down like fifty bucks last season. It was pretty even, but definitely did not profit. But for those fans out there that you know want a little action on the game, just like a five ten dollar bet, I'll, I might do it again this year. I thought that was fun, kind of testing my knowledge of college baseball and numbers and stuff like that. Stuff I like to do, and uh, I'll, I'll probably get back to that this year. I think that was fun and. I, at one point, I had like 40 people putting bets down in one day, and I was like, uh-oh, hopefully I don't lose 400 bucks here, you know? But, no, nah, I, I mean, hey, it was – Hey, house win. House always win. If the season would have went on longer and I got better numbers to to spit out lines with, I think we would have won. I think we would have profited. But it was fun. It was a good time. Um, this next one is from Murph the Murphy. How Ole Miss was screwed over by the virus last year. That's pretty funny. Yeah, Ole Miss did have – uh, as good of a shot as anybody to win it all that uh, they beat Louisville two out of three opening weekend. Uh, they were, they had just two of the most iconic players in college baseball with Anthony Servidio and Cale Baker. Um, those guys were just fun to watch. Uh, Ole Miss had a squad last year. They, they had a straight up squad and, and lefty lefty um, nose picker, the nose picker. Oh my God. Uh, what was his name? It wasn't Hogland. It was, Oh my God. If you said his name, I would remember, but. Oh my God. No Doug, Doug something, maybe? Nikhazy. Yeah, Doug Nikhazy. <laughs> Dude, they had just the faces of college baseball last year, and they did kind of get screwed over with the virus, but whatever. Um, preseason top 25 and five sleepers. We will be doing that. E M R Oliver. We will be doing that. Um, doesn't matter. Best coaches. Uh, best coaches are probably the same old guys. Someone asked. Someone asked if why Georgia will win Natty. That's the that's the wrong way to ask the question. You have to ask, will Georgia win the Natty? And the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see the Georgia boy. If Georgia was going to win a national championship, it was in 2008, and they blew it. They blew it to a four seed Fresno State. Um, that was their chance to to claim a Gordon national Beckham. championship. Yeah, Gordon Beckham, Josh Fields, those guys. That was their year. They just didn't capitalize. So uh, I don't think this is the year, but you never know. It's college baseball. Anything can happen. I love I love these two dudes on Twitter. They're already arguing about why Georgia's not going to win the national championship and stuff like that. I love it. I love it. We just love stirring the pot. That's all we're going to do this year. We're going to stir the pot. We're going to make some fan bases love us. Some fan bases hate us. Um, it, it's going to be a good season, but – that pretty much wraps up our show, Dimitri. Um, we will be looking forward to, you know, doing this again next week, same time for a Monday episode. And uh, we'll record it Sunday night. We'll release it Sunday night. But you guys have all week to listen to it. 
next week we will have a guest. I will put that in permanent marker. We're going to have a guest and it's going to be a great one. Um, ben, so uh, just to check again, we're going every Sunday night until, yeah, the, season until, the, starts, until the season starts. Yeah. And then, and then we'll go back on the normal schedule. So um, besides that, cheers to 2021. We're here. We're and here to, to stay. We're back. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe out there. Um, I hope you guys are all safe, doing well. Glad to be back. And then we'll see you guys next Sunday. Yes, sir. Yeah.